When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. That's right. Welcome back. It is hour three, which means Mike Tannenbaum joins us on the program, uh, along, of course, with Matthias Kiwanuka, and I'm Anita Marks. This portion of New York Game Day brought to you by Sloman. Sloman Home Security is celebrating their 100th year anniversary. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to protect your home and family. So, Mike, welcome in. I, I know you were out in Arizona all week. Right? Are you still out there? Are you home? Where are you right now? Yeah, I'm home and uh, took the red eye and uh, mm. looking forward to being what should be a uh, really competitive game. Good to be with you guys. So, so morning, I, I mean, Mike. I want to say there's, that's the way to do it. I, I want to say that there's like about maybe 15 or 16 Super Bowls that I've covered where I was out there and I was out there like the week did shows from Radio Row and I did the same thing you did. Right. Came home on Saturday, wanted to be home, love watching the Super Bowl at home on Sundays. Uh, but the great thing about being out there is like you are in the thick of it. You're you're getting a lot of really good information. You're talking to a lot of people in the know. Uh, with that being said, what's the vibe there? Like like and, and I want to go back, Kiwi, to, to the, the Super Bowl where uh, the Giants were taking on the Patriots. The Patriots were undefeated. And I hosted Radio Row that week with um, Jonathan Ogden. And on that Friday that Jonathan and I finished doing our, our week that was on Radio Row, we looked at each other and we said, Giants are winning this game. Uh, based on the conversations we had with a lot of people. So uh, there, there's definitely a vibe. What is that vibe right now? What's the feeling in Arizona, Mike? Yeah, I think it's uh, competitiveness. Um, I think everyone feels like this is a really evenly matched game. Um, you know, the two best teams literally all year long um, from each conference and Look, I know we'll get into our picks later, but I can make a really good argument, you know, for either side winning. And um, I think people are really looking forward to a game that should really legitimately be one score into the four- fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Mike, this is this is one of the biggest weeks in, in sports and and uh, football is you know America's game. You spent you know a lot of years in this game and in, in di- different capacities what's your favorite part of this game i mean i know we everybody you know talks about the super bowl um the game itself but what about football is is what brings you to um you know working in the business yeah uh it's that's actually a great question you know anita touched on it a little bit kiwi like you know being at radio row it's really inspiring like our game is just so tremendously popular and you go to Radio Row, and it's literally people from all over the world. And I don't know if you guys realize this, but the NBA had to move their all-star game back because there was no way in the world they wanted to compete with the Super Bowl. And they're going to have their, if you look at it, basically their season will be like two-thirds of the way over when they have their all-star game. And it's just amazing how popular our sport is. And I don't want to name drop, but I was with some network executives and presidents over the last few days, and it's just like, they can't even believe, you know, like next week, guys, we're going to be talking about Derek Carr's option. And we're going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers' time in the darkness. And are the Jets going to get him? And it's really become 12 months. Like, 
We have the biggest game of the year, and we're going to talk about that over the next two to three days. But the show goes on, and we have become this 12-month monster, which is obviously you know great for all of us. And we can gamble on it. <laughs> you can gamble <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers is going to make his way to the Jets. You can gamble how many quarterbacks are going to be drafted in the first rounds. Oh, life is a beautiful thing. Uh, how, we have be- how we have come full circle, gentlemen. How we have come full circle. Um, so Mike, great to have you back home. Uh, glad you made it home safe uh, before we do start breaking down. And, and I want to go position by position here and have a conversation with you guys. But how are you, how are you going to celebrate tonight? Like, how are you going to take in the game? Are you going to be with your family? Are you going somewhere? Are you hosting? How's Mike Tannenbaum watching the Super Bowl? Yeah, I absolutely despise Super Bowl parties because people are bloviating in the background and I'm trying to watch a game. So I'll be at home <laughs> watching it with my wife and son. And, and I got a bunch of shows tomorrow. So like I'm taking notes and um, I, I just I'm not a big Super Bowl party person. Like I like watching the game. You know, there's a time and place to have small talk, but that's in my book. Not today. I, I know like that sounds a little weird and antisocial, but um, yeah, that's just what I like. No, no, it doesn't sound. I, I think it sounds, it's pretty it's common. Smart. Yeah, yeah. For for a lot of people who really enjoy like like taking in the game, and you're trying to you know um, you know keep track of things in your mind, and you're trying to evaluate, and you're looking at things, you may want to run something back that other people aren't necessarily interested in. So I think I think it's a pretty common thing that guys who are or not guys, but people who are really into the game, you you want to have that ability to to really just analyze the game as it is, and not worry about all the the sideshow. I, um, yeah, whether or not the, whether or not the seven layer dip is running low, right? <laughs> I, I'm I'm not a fan of you know of of really any team. Um, so I'm actually I'm going to an Eagles party because I like to live vicariously through through people who are fans. So I, I'm I'm actually I'm I am gonna I, I am going to a Super Bowl party, um, but I probably don't have have as, as many shows. I probably I only have two shows tomorrow. You probably have a, a gazillion, Mike. All right, uh, guys, let's let's break down position by position okay and we're gonna go with quarterback Patrick Mahomes Jalen Hurts who wins that battle I think the three of us can agree Patrick Mahomes right like we don't need to spend a lot of time on this right Mike Mm -hmm. easy yep okay offensive line again um you know with uh, Kelsey and and Lane and Dickerson and, and that crew we saw the Eagles rush for four rushing touchdowns against the league's best defense against the run uh in the 49ers meanwhile and i shared this this statistic with um with kiwi just a second ago mike not sure if you're aware of this but wiley and orlando brown jr have given up the second and fourth most total pressures allowed this season not sacks pressures to their to the to their quarterback so uh for me eagles win obviously on on the uh, on the offensive line side are we on agreement so you know one thing anita i would say um, one of the things I'm probably most fascinated by for the season, Kansas City runs the ball 37% of the time. We all know Andy Reid, very aggressive coach, likes to throw it. But I agree with you that the, the tackles for the Kansas City are you know, not nearly as good as mm-hmm. Phillies. And I just wonder, like, what will he do early? Will he chip? Will he go maybe to more 12 personnel, which means mm-hmm. two tight ends? Because, yep. like, look, Andy Reid's a Hall of Fame coach. Eric Bieniemy is a great coordinator. They're not... They know that as well. So I'm just super curious to see how does Andy Reid um, strategize with that, knowing like that's a big mismatch. And I don't know if they're going to run it more and take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand 
but they're going to have to do something. And to me, that's one of the really fascinating storylines heading into the game. And it's interesting you say that because uh, earlier I uh, I was sharing with some of our listeners what my DFS lineup is going to be. And Jody Forston is uh, the third string tight end behind Noah Gray. And you could get him on uh, on DFS for $300. And I think he's going to be a sneaky good play because I do believe that they're going to have t- – I think they're going to have – two tight end sets where it's going to be Noah Gray and Forston who are going to be in and Kelsey running routes as maybe that, you know, um, Y receiver slash tight end. So I do believe that there's going to be times, Mike, where we're going to see three tight ends on the field. And, and I think Forston is going to be one of them. So, um, so I, I, yeah, Uh, that's like Anita to me. That's super interesting because like if we were Jonathan Gannon, the Eagle defensive coordinator, I think what we're saying today is, we can't let Patrick Mahomes get outside the pocket and work his magic. And I don't care if it takes three of us, but Travis Kelsey's not going to beat us. Uh, that gets to tight ends. Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard. As much as I love Dallas Goddard, um, you know, obviously Kelsey wins that battle at the tight end position, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. 100%. Uh, wide receivers. Now, this is where I, I, I find this really interesting because it's not just who it, – it's not just, of course, who, who, the, who the core is, Right. Um, in, in that position group. It's also the, the matchup. So you've got A.J. Brown, you've got Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, yada, 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 right? A- against Juju Smith-Schuster, who has been non-existent the last, since mid-December, by the way. He averaged, he's averaging two catches a game. MVS, who's probably a number three or number four on somebody else's roster. Kadarius Tony dealing with an ankle. He tends to always get injured. We'll see what happens. Hardman is on IR. Uh, on top of that, A.J.'s the, the tallest DB in that secondary, Mike, is like 5'10", 5'11". The, the size disadvantage, whoever is going to defend A.J. Brown is gonna is ridiculous. So for me, wide receivers, Eagles. Gentlemen, what say you? Um, I would say that if you include Travis Kelsey as a receiver, it's closer. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if we include him as a tight end, I agree with you. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this. Is the, is the better receiving group on paper the same as the one that performs on the field, in your opinion? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, because I think the neatest point, Kiwi, like, mm-hmm. I think if I'm Kansas City, I'm going to blitz a lot because mm-hmm. that's, you know, I'm going to have to speed up the clock of Jalen Hurts. And, you know, that's where a lot of teams have tried to attack Philly is, you know, a almost like run blitz and they're going to have to hold up on the outside. And the question is, you know, can their corners, you know, hang and and cover, you know, both Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. I think that could be, you know, ultimately a big factor in who wins this game. In regard to running backs, Miles Sanders, Gainwell, Boston Scott. We've seen Gainwell and Boston Scott really uh, be utilized a lot in the postseason so far, getting that experience because both the Giants and the 49ers games were blowouts. Miles Sanders comes into this matchup rested, healthy, ready to go, legs fresh. And, of course, we know how, how fantastic that Eagles offensive line is. Meanwhile, for Kansas City, Pacheco has stepped up in a big way. He's become more of that lead bruising back in the backfield. Jerk McKinnon is utilized in the passing game, and um, and Allaire apparently is going to be active uh, for this game. We haven't seen him in quite a while. So uh, for me, I have a small lean towards uh, the Eagles running backs, especially running behind that offensive line. Um, Mike, what say you? What running back yeah, I- group do you like? I agree, Anita. You know, Edwards Alaire obviously hasn't played in a while, so I think that's fair. And uh, I give the edge to uh, Philly. 
Kiwi? Yeah, I'd, I'd give the edge to Philly, but I think it was similar to um, you know Mike's answer to the tight end question because you have to count um, Jalen Hurts as a defensive player. I had to take him into account as a runner, you know, and that takes a lot of you know time during the week in terms of understanding um, you know what your responsibilities are in each in every defense. So I think um, the edge definitely goes to Philly, but you also have to put in the fact that hey, they also have a quarterback who is. Um, they're designing runs for and who's very capable of running the ball. All right. Uh, that, uh, you know, so, so looking at, at the, the offensive side of the ball, where Kansas City has the advantage, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, everything else weighs on the Eagles on the offensive side of the ball. We come back, we'll talk about the defensive side of the ball, and we'll have Mike Tannenbaum's bomb of the week next here on 90.7 ESPN. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. That's right. It's time for my Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. Mike? Do share. Hassan Reddick going to be the MVP of uh, today's Super Bowl. It's a little bit of a homecoming from him. You know, played for the Arizona Cardinals. And ironically, Anita, you touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, if there's a weakness on this Chiefs offense, it's their tackles. And mm-hmm. um, I think Hassan Reddick could be the difference in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. 30 to 1, by the way, uh, for him to win the MVP. So love those odds. What, love- what does he have to do, in your opinion, to get the MVP? I think they, as a unit, have to stop the run and make Kansas City yeah. third and long Kiwi. And if they do that, I just think yeah. that's, to me, the whole fascination of this game is how does Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reese stay out of third and long? If they do, I think Kansas City wins. If they don't, this could be one of those, like, hey, they have seven sacks and, you know, Reddick has three and a half, you know, something like that. So that, yeah. to me, again, yeah. ultimately what's going to decide this game, in my opinion. Uh, by the way, Mike, I've been uh, sharing all these like great little Super Bowl nuggets throughout the show. Here's another one for you. There's only been 15 instances uh, in which one head coach was making his Super Bowl debut versus coach versus a coach bearing Super Bowl experience. However, it's now happened six years straight. How about that? Highlighted by Doug Peterson and Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Bruce Arians, Zach Taylor, and now Zick, Nick Sirianni all taking their first crack at it against coaches that previously reached the big game. And I, and I, I, think, it's, I think it's also an interesting storyline. Folks might not be aware of this. When Andy Reid took over the Kansas City Chiefs, Nick Sirianni was a part of that, that, that um, 
that coaching staff and, and as always, it's not a knock on Nick when a coach comes in, he hires his own people. And so Andy Reed mm-hmm. let Nick Sirianni go. And I want to say he ended up right in, 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 uh, in Los Angeles or at that time, San Diego with the chargers. And he was their wide receiving coach. And so now it comes back full circle. Um, but, uh, but Nick Sirianni was let go by Andy Reed when Andy Reed took over as the Kansas city uh, chiefs head coach. So interesting. All right, gentlemen, let's turn our attention to the defensive side of the ball. Defensive line, uh, of course, Graham, Cox, Hargraves, Sweat, on top of the fact that you've got, you know, Linval, Joseph, Sue, unbelievable, uh, Jason, um, uh, uh, Jordan Davis. Uh, again, defensive line, not to take anything away from Chris Jones and, uh, and Frank Clark, but uh, nonetheless, just as a whole, as a unit, Eagles are arguably one of the best defensive lines in the history of the NFL. Right, gentlemen? Uh, yeah, for me, it's I a wash. I mean, I was there. Go ahead, go ahead, Kiwi. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was, I was saying like um, there. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go ahead and take it. Now, I was saying that um, they're, they're definitely you know one of the best defensive lines that you know has made it this far. I was on the team you know in New York when we drafted Linville Joseph. So the fact that they're continuing later in the season to add depth at that position, that's something that I've always looked for and said, hey, you know, this is this, this is a way that you continue to win games when you can throw wave after wave at guys when you have pass rushers who are. Um, able to rush inside and outside at the mm-hmm. same time um, and understand all the positions. It just makes it really, really difficult. And you can see during the course of the game when we were playing our, you know, when we had all those defensive linemen, like guys would just get worn down. And when they would get worn down, we always had another guy coming off the bench really um, ready to go. And I think that Philly has done a tremendous job of putting together. And it's it's really difficult to keep that level of talent together indefinitely because, you know, teams are going to come and, and pick these teams apart because every individual can meet their or beat their one-on-one battles so um i definitely i definitely think that philly's you know they're doing it with the defense and if that defensive line gets after him today it's going to be a real long day mike you said it's a wash why because chris jones is you know that dominant of a player and i agree everything what kiwi just said you know just in terms of the depth that uh philly has and adding a dominant sue and linville joseph is really a remarkable job by them. But Chris Jones, to me, is one of the 10 best players in the sport. And, you know, if we're talking about a Chiefs win tonight or tomorrow, guys, like it may be because, you know, Patrick Mahomes did something that's just, you know, insanely incredible. Or it could be that, you know, Chris Jones consistently beat the double team, which shouldn't happen. But, you know, he's that good. Linebackers, we just talked about Hassan Reddick. I know how you feel about him. 16 right, 17 sacks. Uh, in in the regular season, plus I want to say three and a half already in the postseason. Meanwhile, for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Willie Gay Jr., I I know he got banged up in the Cincinnati game. It's been two weeks. I get it. Bolton Dunlop, you know, again, I I, linebacking. I I just think all three levels, and we'll go to secondary. Let's go linebackers and secondary with Slay and and Bradbury. Meanwhile, as I said, uh, you got McDuffie, Sneed dealing with a concussion, by the way. So I want to believe he's going to pass concussion protocol and be active tonight. But just the height disadvantage between and, – and, and also the youth in that secondary, I just think all three levels, gentlemen, Eagles dominate. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can, I can I, see – Go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you get it, Mike. Okay. <laughs> go, uh, go yeah. ahead, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I – look, the secondary certainly – what's so interesting is, to answer your question, Anita, yes, I would give the edge to Philly, but – 
Kansas City's really young back there, but they've played well. And that's one of the reasons they're in this game. You know, when they made the trade for Tyreek Hill, you know, they had the extra pick. They took two ones in Trent McDuffie and George Carter Loftus. And they got really Jalen Watson, uh, Cook. I mean, they've gotten a lot of production. So I, I don't think you can't not give the edge to Philly, but I wouldn't discount. I, I, I think this secondary that has played for the Chiefs is one that's young. They've been productive, and I don't think they're going to be intimidated by this game. Um, special teams, punting, Townsend, averaging 50 yards a punt. His longest this season was 76. Meanwhile, um, you have, uh, for the Eagles, their punter went on IR, so they have Brett Kern, who's been punting, I think, five games. Not that they're a team that punts often. We know that. And then field goal kickers, Butker, He's 18 to 24 this season. He's only three of seven from 50 yards, if not more. Jake Elliott, 51 of 53 this season, and he's five of six from 50 yards or more. His longest this season is 56. So on the punting side, Townsend uh, definitely has the advantage for Kansas City, but on the field goal kicking side, Elliott has the advantage for the Eagles. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on special teams? I think it's going to be a wash. I don't think you know either side uh, has a decided advantage. It was interesting. Uh, I was with at an event with uh, Sean Payton the other night, and he thought that uh, Kansas City had a big advantage. Um, he felt like that was the only spot they had a big advantage in the game was on special teams. Kiwi? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Mike on this one. It, it could be a watch, but I will say, you know, in my experience, I, I did nine years you know, on punt team specifically. And I do know for facts that getting field position is very important. Every time we ran on the field as a punt unit, you know, Eli or one of the offensive linemen, somebody would come over to us and say, hey, you know, we need you at this point. And, you know, there was a point when Fiegel's, you know, retired and we realized how important, you know, the, the punting was. Um, so, um, so, so it is. It is a very important part. It's a part that you know doesn't necessarily get a, a whole lot of attention. If you're doing the, your job the right way, you're not going to get a, a whole lot of attention. So, um, you know, it'll probably be a wash in this game, but it still is an important part of the game. And last but not least, gentlemen, let's talk about coaching, right? Uh, Andy Reid and, and I just shared with you a stat. Uh, Andy Reid, been there, done that. Kiwi and I touched on it in regard to like the preparation that I want to believe Andy Reid uh, oversaw for Kansas City compared to Nick Sirianni in, in his first go of it. Um, so Mike, let's start with you. You know, how about, how big of a role do you feel that this is going to play with Andy Reed and Spags, um, in, in that crew compared to Nick and his crew? Yeah, I think it's a really fair point. And look, you know, Spags, Andy Reed, Eric B like you can't discount the fact that they've been together as long as they have. Um, I, I think that's not irrelevant. Now I think Philadelphia has a great offensive line coach in uh, Jeff Stoutland, who's been a holdover on multiple staffs. Um, so look, it's, it's, you don't get to this game without being great, you know? So I got to give the edge to Phil, uh, to Kansas city, but I, I think obviously Philly's done a great job. And I think Shane Steichen has a very good chance of being the next head coach of the Colts. And, um, I, I don't think when it's all said and done, you know, we'll see guys like Jonathan Gannon become a head coach as well. So both staffs are really good, but I would give the edge to Kansas city. Kiwi. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. You, because of his body of work, I think you have to give Andy Reid and his staff um, uh, the credit. Obviously, I played for Spagnuolo, and I understand his defense, and it does look as though they are completely bought in, and they understand that it's going to be challenging, but they're 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 willing to take on that challenge. Um, 
you know, um, with with Philly, they're it's a young staff. Like the the future is bright. Like we'll we'll see how how it plays out. But when you hear the guys who played for Andy Reid, and this is going back all the way back to when I first started playing, like he he gets the respect of the players in a, in a different way. Not just because he he wins, but he seems to understand his players. So if you listen to the interviews Kelsey did this week about you know how he feels he owes his whole you know body to you know coach because you know of how much he's poured into him as as a player and helped him to get better. Those are the kind of things when I'm listening. I'm you know I hear and I'm like oh okay like this is there's a different there's a different way you can win you know and be very successful for a long period and still be considered a player's coach and take the reps off of the players bodies during practice you know during the course of the year and and allow players to go out there and to improvise and to to be themselves so as a as a player i think it's it's a great thing for the game because it gives opportunity to a lot of people who probably don't conform to the regular um uh, nfl we still we've got a good 30 minutes with you before we hand the baton over craig i see you hang tight we'll get to your calls you will be first up craig 800-919-3776 uh, when we get back, I'm going to share with you. Carl Sheffers is the offici- is is the ref is the officiating crew. Uh, well, part of it. Yeah, he gets to bring one of his crew, and and then it's it's a mixed bag. Uh, I'll share with you um, what how I think that is going to have an implication in this matchup. Um, also, we'll have our picks for you in the game. And uh, again, Mike coming back from Arizona, I'm sure a lot of conversations uh, and you were around some people talking about the Giants and the Jets and what you think is, is going to happen there uh, leading up. We're with you, like I said, for another 30 minutes and another nugget for you here. This marks the first time in NFL history that two brothers from opposing teams have squared off against each other in the Super Bowl. Back in 2013, Jim and John Harbaugh were fortunate enough to coach against one another in Super Bowl 47. However, this will be the first on-the-field rivalry between siblings in the big game with Jason and Travis Kelsey taking the field for their respective squads in Super Bowl 57. But we already knew that because uh, that's probably one of the biggest storylines that we've been following all week long. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, Mike Tannenbaum, you're listening to New York Game Day here on 90.7 ESPN. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to New York Game Day here on. (laughs) Save it, save it, save it, Mike. If you can think about it, uh, I'm I'm gonna ask when when we end the show. Obviously, our scores, our predictions, all that, and uh, and and what you think Rihanna's first song is going to be. Um, 
Uh, really quick, again, another nugget. I love these nuggets. Whoever found these, uncovered these. God bless them. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs had played in two Super Bowls with Mahomes at quarterback, and they've started slow in both games. The club has only managed to score 16 points in the first half in their two outings against the 49ers and the Buccaneers. So 10 points against the 49ers, 6 points against the Buccaneers. We know how great this Eagles team has been in the first half. Plus 169 point differential for this Eagles team in the first half of the season against their opponents. Reason why one of my favorite bets is the Eagles to win the half and to win the game. And, uh, and you could get that at, uh, at plus 140. Might be my favorite bet. Uh, let's go to Craig uh, in Michigan. Calling in from Michigan. Craig, welcome into New York Game Day. How you doing? Hey, great. You know, I was telling uh, the producer, I mean, I, I love listening to the shows. And that's why, that's why I tune in for Michigan. Um, so I, I want to just examine really quickly the Eagles and what I think of them. And I don't have a rooting interest here, but I just look things up. So uh, you got a team that other than do- they dominated the Vikings in week two, they, be- they played a close one with the Jags in week four. But other than that, they lost to the Cowboys um, with Dak and they, they beat them. You know, they beat the Cowboys without Dak and they beat the Giants twice. So, you know, they haven't really played. Those are the only playoff teams they've played, by the way, those four teams. And they, they did go 5-1, and one, but like I said, they beat a Cowboys team without Dak. You look at the Chiefs, they're 6-2 and two against playoff teams. Now, they beat the Chargers twice. I guess I won't include the Bucs. Um, they lost to the Bills and the Bengals. They've since beat the Bengals, but they beat the Jags, you know, the Seahawks. They, I, they I understand, Craig, I understand, I understand what you're saying. You're saying, you're saying you know, the, the schedule was a cakewalk for, I, for the Eagles, is what you're saying. I won't, you know what? You still got to win those games. I get that. And they did win them decisively, so that's good. But, the, but what I'm saying is I do think it was a cakewalk when they're beating up on tomato cans all year. And if they give up, you know, they're the 17th uh, best rushing defense in, in the league, giving up 121 a game, how can they be considered a dominant defense? I mean, they haven't beat anybody not named the Giants or a 49er team without a quarterback in almost two months. And, and you know, and that's, I'm not even talking about Jalen Hurts' style of play since the injury. Well, I could go into that. But the main thing I want to point out here um, is that I was born in 71. I've seen, you know, every – Every quarterback I've ever seen play on color TV since color TV came out. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the best. And I'm a 49er fan, so I love being from Joe Montana and Steve Young. But Mahomes is better. And I, I don't want to get into the errors. Maybe Mahomes wouldn't make it to halftime playing by the rules they played by, back then. But Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen. And I just don't see how people can discount that. I don't think saying, here's – and Craig thanks, th- Craig, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. We're up against time. I understand what you're saying. I don't think people are discounting that, but this is a team sport, dude. <laughs> this is a team sport. And so, um, you know, it's very it's, valid it's points though. Very valid, very valid. But you know, I, I, I just, I, I think, I think this Eagles front seven is going to get to him. I really do. Well, that's, uh, again, I think that's really the theme of, uh, the game for me is like the line of scrimmage when Kansas City has mm-hmm. the ball, because if they mm-hmm. can hold serve up front, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest player in the sport, right? And um, mm-hmm. I think that's really ultimately where, where the game's going to be decided, guys. Guys, really yeah, quick, I, I think just if want... you look at if, if one ahead, position Katie. is the most important, if one if one player is the most important, then that's definitely got to be the quarterback. And if one position is the most important, in my opinion, it's got to be like defensive line when you get to this level of the game. Like, like as one individual, maybe they're not as important, but as a group, if they all can, can dominate and win their one-on-one battles, it changes the entire dynamic of the game. 
Guys, I want to share this with you, and then and then we got to take a break, and we come back. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this. Carl Sheffers uh, is the uh, is overseeing. He's he's the official, the head official. This will be his second in three years that he's going to be uh, the head official for the Super Bowl. Um, so, and and the last appearance that he was uh, was Super Bowl was last year, twenty one. And Kansas City was penalized 11 times for 120 yards that night, compared to four penalties for 39 yards against the Bucks. It remains one of the most lopsided penalty counts in Super Bowl history. Um, he'll have his regular side judge for the game, and then there'll be some others, additions, because they do, it's kind of like, you know, Team Benetton. They like to mix it up. Uh, but Sheffers led the NFL in penalties per game this season, um, averaging almost 13 penalties per game for 109 yards. Uh, the pre- previous two Super Bowls that he was a part of, uh, they averaged 14 penalties for 123 yards. So Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, in their era, uh, five years, they average about six penalties in, for, in 57 yards uh, when they make it to uh, the postseason. Um, I'm sorry, in 10 games officiated by Carl Sheffers during that time, the Chiefs average an increase of eight penalties for 77 yards. So understand that. So, so in, in the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid era, the Chiefs average about six penalties and 57 yards a game. Sheffers has been the official in 10 games for the, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And in those 10 games, that average jumps up to eight penalties a game and 77 yards. Okay? The Eagles average five penalties per game. So just marinating that for a minute. Um, I, I know Kiwi, you and I have had the discussion in regard to coaches and the importance of them communicating to the players what what to expect from this officiating crew. Curious to get your thoughts. Obviously, on paper, it sounds like huge advantage for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, which bodes well for those that are taking the Eagles, like me. Uh, when we get back, uh, we will find out where we all stand. Um, obviously, you know where I stand with the Eagles. Uh, what what is and how is Mike Tannenbaum? Uh, expecting this game to play out as well as Kiwi. When we get back, our final segment, we'll give you our final thoughts, our scores, all that good stuff next here on 90.7 ESPN. Now back to New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com network. The first song will be out of the box for Rihanna. Kiwi? I think it's going to be stay. I think they're going to come out. I think I think the uh, the argument is do you think she's going to come out fast beat or if she's going to come out slow? I think it's going to be a slow tempo song, stay, um, you know, turn the lights up slow and then from there then it'll be hit after hit after hit. So stay is 9 to 1, by the way. 9 to 1 that that will be the first song. Mike, any thoughts? Who do you think uh, what what song do you think Rihanna's coming out of the box with? What was the one before we said that was fourteen to one? That I, I that's the one that I thought. Um, uh, fourteen to one. I don't remember that one. Um, 
Only girl in the world? Yeah, that's it. Yep. I'm going to go with that. You're going to go with that? So so Kiwi's going to go with Stay. Mike's going to go with Only Girl in the World. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence between We Found Love, This Is What, this is what You Came For, or Don't Stop the Music. Um, and I'm going to go with Don't Stop the Music because here's the thing. I think, I think she has to come out and immediately within the first three beats, you're like, oh, jam. Yeah, that's it. So I'm going to go with Don't Stop the Music, and that's at five to one. Okay? So it'll be interesting. You know, I'll be texting your cats uh, if I win. And, and, of course, you know, tooting my own horn. Um, Noted. With that being... Surprise, surprise. All right, with that being said, we've got about three minutes left in the segment. Let's break it down. Mike, let's start with you. Uh, Eagles favored by one and a half. The over-under is 51. Who's winning? What's the score and why? 31-28 Philadelphia. But, boy, I could be talked into 31-28 Kansas City. I think this is truly going to be a great game, last possession. Um, I think Philly's just been a little bit more consistent all year long. Um, I'm really – I would be very disappointed if we didn't have like one of the greatest games of all time today. Um, and that's really what I'm expecting. Ooh, Kiwi. Wow. Way to, way to go out on a limb there, Mike. <laughs> 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 no, you got, you got me last time. Um, I, 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 I understand though. There, there's, you can make arguments for both teams, um, you know, in this game, they got to this level for a reason, but I'm going to go 31, 24 with Kansas city. I think if, if, Philadelphia is going to win it, then it's going to be a boring game. They're going to continue to run the ball up and down the field, and you know we'll know it pretty early on. But I think when it comes to Kansas City, uh, part of Patrick Mahomes' ability to improvise and even on a bum ankle has been tremendous. Um, then you add Spags' defense, risk-taking ability, and and you know being able to come up big in third down. Um, so I'm going with Kansas City on this one, but primarily just because of you know Patrick Mahomes and and his ability to improvise. All right, um, I'm all over the Eagles. Uh, I'm, I'm going to play the Eagles at minus one and a half. I'm going to play the Eagles as an alternate spread at minus six and a half, and you could get that at plus 195. What does that mean? The Eagles have to win by a touchdown, and for every $100 you lay down, you're winning $195 back, okay? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm on the borderline here of 51. I think the Eagles win 31-21. So I, I, I really don't have true conviction when it comes to um, – the over-under. Also, I do like the Eagles to be up at the half as well as winning straight up. Might be my favorite play because you can get that at plus 140. We know the Eagles have been really, really good in the first half. Also, I'm going to play a seven-leg parlay, guys. And this is, you could get this at 50 to one, okay? Follow me here. Eagles minus one and a half, okay? I, again, I, I think they win by 10. Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown. Jalen Hurts, over 44 and a half rushing yards. Devontae Sanders owned over 54 and a half uh, rushing. I'm sorry. Miles Sanders over 54 and a half rushing yards. Devontae Smith over 49 and a half receiving yards. Gainwell over 16 and a half receiving yards. Hassan Reddick with a sack. If all those things hit, uh, it's 50 to one. Uh, really quick, let's end on this. Any of these you absolutely love, you absolutely hate, you would take out of the seven-leg parlay, guys. Mike, let's start with you. Yeah, uh, I don't I, – I kind of lost you there on a few of them. But um, uh, I think Devontae Smith is going to have a really big game because so I. I do think – I think they're going to 
make sure that A.J. Brown doesn't beat him. And I think Spags is one of these guys that, you know, he's going to pick his poison. So I think Devontae Smith has a chance for a big game. I'm with you. Might be one of my favorite bets. Kiwi, final thoughts? Yeah. Um, in terms of the ones that you picked there, I think like Kelsey for an anytime touchdown, that, that's pretty much a, a no brainer right there. Um, you know, just tremendous relationship that he has with the, with the quarterback. But, you know, I also, I'm looking at this game, like, you know, we talk about um, offense, but like the defensive line play on both of these sides, um, you know, is going to be, in my opinion, the, the tail of the game. And that's, that's what I'm interested in watching today. Gentlemen, as I always say, so great waking up uh, every Sunday morning with you guys and talking football. I've enjoyed it thoroughly this season. You both rock. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to New York Game Day uh, this season. Um, it's really been a blast. So thank you. And, uh, and thank you, of course, Tom and Joe producing the show. A lot of moving parts behind the scene here all season long. And so you guys have, been a you have done a phenomenal job. Stay tuned. Dan Grossa picks up where we, where we leave off getting you ready for Super Bowl Sunday right here on 90.7 ESPN.